Welcome to Quick Consult, the podcast that addresses the questions you are most likely to ask or should ask in a consultation with an estate planning attorney. I'm your host, Sarah Josie, an estate planning attorney licensed to practice law in Virginia and North Carolina. All right, let's jump right into today's question. What is a power of attorney and do I need one? The quick answer in this quick consult is yes, you need one. Actually, at least two. What a power of attorney is requires a bit more detail. A power of attorney is a document that can be used for various reasons. It can be used for taking care of your minor child while you're out of the country or giving someone permission to act on your behalf when you cannot be there for whatever reason but they are most commonly used for incapacity planning. For purposes of today's quick consult, we will focus on why you need a power of attorney for incapacity planning. Incapacity planning documents most commonly include a general power of attorney, advanced medical directive, also known as a living will, and a healthcare power of attorney. So today's episode is going to focus on these three documents. But before we get into the documents themselves, let's talk about incapacity. Incapacity can pop up in unexpected ways and at unexpected times. It can be the result of an accident, mental illness, or physical illness. It can impact you when you're young, middle-aged, or when you're older. As we get into more detail, why don't we share some tea? The case of Britney Spears. Most people are aware that she was under a conservatorship and her father was acting as her conservator. The details of why this conservatorship was put into place are not clear. But what is clear is that public opinion dictates that she was left under the conservatorship for far too long, almost 13 years, and that she was not pleased with her father acting on her behalf. Brittany was just 26 years old when these events transpired that led to her conservatorship. If Brittany had a general power of attorney in place, she may have had control over who could act on her behalf if she fell under a disability. Her life may have been different if she had the proper plan in place. Maybe her mother could have assisted her or a trusted advisor. Either way, she would have had more control over her life and who was making decisions in it. So how can you avoid Brittany's fate? The first step is to consider a general power of attorney. Pretend you're in a school. You are the principal of this school. As principal, you lead the school and manage the teachers who in turn deal with the students. The teachers and students are communicating but ultimately the teachers are carrying out your wishes as the principal. With a general power of attorney, you are known as the principal and act as the principal for purposes of our analogy. The person you name to act on your behalf, your teacher, so to speak, is known as the agent. So you're the principal and you have elected an agent to act on your behalf. The third parties who work with your agent, which are typically financial institutions like banks, are the students. So as the teachers and students interact, 
your agent interacts with the third parties. However, you as the principal have set out the terms for the interaction. For example, you give permission for your agent to withdraw money from your bank account for the limited purpose of paying your bills. Your agent will discuss this with your bank and make withdrawals for that reason, but only for that reason. So your agent is interacting with the bank within certain parameters that you have set out. Most general powers of attorney address your financial assets, like your bank accounts or investments, and also your business affairs and management of your real estate. At this point, you may be wondering, Sarah, who can be my agent? Can I name anyone? And the answer is any person can be named that is over the age of 18 years old. So your agent can be your child, if they're old enough, a spouse, a friend, or even a professional. Unfortunately, acting as an agent under a general power of attorney is not as cool as being a secret agent or as fun, I imagine, but holds a similar air of responsibility. Think if James Bond had an agent. He would be Smith, John Smith, acting for Bond, James Bond. If Mr. Bond became injured in his line of work, Mr. Smith could assist Mr. Bond with his financial or business affairs until Mr. Bond recovered. What if Mr. Bond had not set up a general power of attorney? What options does Mr. Smith have to assist Mr. Bond during his incapacity? Mr. Smith would have had to start a conservatorship proceeding against Mr. Bond, just like the one brought against Ms. Spears. These cases are adversarial in nature, meaning that even though Mr. Smith wants to help Mr. Bond, he is essentially suing him. These proceedings often require the aid of an attorney, which can get expensive. As of the date of this podcast, it is being reported that Mr. Spears, Brittany's father, is requesting around $2 million to cover his legal expenses associated with the conservatorship proceeding. Although this is obviously an extreme example, it is representative of how a contentious proceeding can become very expensive. However, without the right plan in place, without the general power of attorney, this may be the only option available to your loved ones in order for them to be able to manage your financial affairs on your behalf. As a reminder, it is important to step outside of this quick consult and give the specific details to an estate planning attorney you trust to ensure that the details of your case are specifically addressed in your general power of attorney. But Sarah, you have not talked about my healthcare decisions. Is that also included in the general power of attorney? No, it is not. This is where your advanced medical directive or living will and healthcare power of attorney come into play. The advanced medical directive or living will is a document that gives instruction regarding your right to refuse medical treatment under certain circumstances. These documents and what can be authorized under them vary from state to state. 
but most states allow you to withdraw care when there is no brain function and there is no way for you to be revived. The key here is that you are making the decision, not a spouse or a family member or even your named agent under a healthcare power of attorney. It is your choice for the life support to be removed. Clients often want a living will because they do not want their family or spouse to have to make this end-of-life choice for them. It makes me think of that scene in Steel Magnolias, where Julia Roberts plays a young girl named Shelby who has diabetes and tragically falls into a coma. As the days pass, the doctors have to discuss with her husband that life support is the only reason she is still alive. And it is up to him to decide when that support is removed. If Shelby had done proper estate planning and made a living will, she would have been the one making that decision when it was time to remove support, not her husband. So if it's important to you that you not leave your loved ones in the position that Shelby left her loved ones, then you should consider creating a living will. In addition to the living will, you have your health care power of attorney. So these two documents, the living will and the health care power of attorney, can be created in one document or they can be separated out depending on the unique rules of your state um, and what your wishes are. So at the end of the day, what you really end up with in a comprehensive plan is your general power of attorney and healthcare power of attorney, and then sometimes a living will as a third document or a living will included with your healthcare power of attorney. So again, looking at the healthcare power of attorney, it is similar to the general power of attorney in the sense that you are the principal and are giving certain powers to your agent to act on your behalf. In this case, it is to assist with making medical decisions on your behalf instead of financial ones. Your agent can hire doctors or fire them, approve treatment or discontinue treatment, make the decision it's time for hospice care, all of those things. It also waives HIPAA, the federal law that prevents your doctor from disclosing your medical information so that your agent may access your medical records and speak to doctors about your care. If we look back to the example of James Bond and John Smith, if Mr. Bond had a healthcare power of attorney in place, Mr. Smith would be able to attend Mr. Bond's doctor's appointments with him, discuss Mr. Bond's care with his doctors, and review his medical records if, ne if necessary. If Mr. Bond did not have this plan in place, Mr. Smith would have only the option of court intervention in order to provide this assistance to his secret agent, BFF. So at this point, you might be asking yourself, Sarah, how do I learn more? I think I might be ready to take the next steps. You should take some time to read up on these documents discussed and to speak to an attorney who has expertise in this area. It is worth the time and cost to set up a proper plan now to keep you in control of what happens to you in the event of your incapacity. It will save money in the long run by avoiding costly conservatorship proceedings, and it will give you the benefit of peace of mind that you have your affairs in order. I hope this episode of Quick Consult has answered some of your questions and encouraged you to speak with an attorney regarding incapacity planning. It is truly a gift, not just for you, 
but for your loved ones as well. Until next time, I'm Sarah Josie, wishing you and your family all the best wishes and health, and of course, the best planning. Thanks for listening. For more information, visit selectlawpartners.com. The information in this episode is provided for general informational purposes only and may not reflect the current law in your jurisdiction. You understand that there is no attorney-client relationship between you and the host or any select law partner's attorneys. No information contained in this episode should be construed as legal advice from the host or select law partners, nor is it intended to be a substitute for legal counsel on any subject matter.